Welcome to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast for anyone looking to stop letting life get in the way and start crushing bold goals. I'm your host, Sarah Mayer, and I'm thrilled to navigate this journey with you because it's time to start boldly achieving without working double time. So let's dive in. Hello, Bold Goal Crushers. I am so excited to introduce you to my guest today, Victoria Sexton. She is a best-selling author, wealth creation coach, and money mentor. And she helps successful women create their wealth and attain financial freedom. And her straight talk, financial coaching, education, and strategies give her clients the confidence to embrace their abundance and take control of their financial future. I'm very excited about this conversation because I know the word inflation and economy and economic downturn and all these things have come up in our Facebook group and other ways. And so I think it's very timely. So Victoria, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, welcome. So tell me, let's start off by first telling me, how did you get into this? How did this start as maybe one of your goals where you started working with people on money? Yeah. So I have always worked with money in some capacity during my financial career. I spent a lot of time in corporate America. So I have all the corporate credentials and um, spent a lot of time on the business end of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then something shifted for me. And I decided I want to help people with their money. And so as a financial advisor for a while, and right about the beginning of the pandemic, something really like magical started to happen, which was people called me, start calling me and saying, um, um, Hey, I want to, I want to have a conversation with you. I want to talk to you about, should I sell my vacation home? Should I leave my husband? I mean, literally people were asking me these really deep questions. And as an investment advisor, I was like, you don't want to talk about your IRA or like, or your investments, but I found that women were reaching out to me and they needed a resource. They needed someone that they could talk to about their money. And I just, I was, I told my husband, I said, I think I have to leave my job because I think I'm being called to do something that is more special special on a deeper level with their money. And so that's how I ended up doing what I'm doing now, which I'm a little bit of a unicorn because I have had the investment, mm-hmm. um, background and I do love investing and I could talk all day about like stocks and yada, yada. But I also believe there is a big spiritual component to our money as well. Like I'm also and, and the energetic part of your money. And Basically, I want to figure out like how to put this together for everyone so that's a little bit easier. Yeah. And I don't know if you've been talking with people lately. People are stressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that um generally when people get get to an appointment with me and they're talking with me about their money, um, I'm finding that they're a lot more stressed than they're um leading on that they, you know, are hinting. 
because uh, in our Instagram society, people are all, oh, everything's great. But deep down inside, people are like, should I stockpile 20 pounds of beans? Like, what are we doing here? You know, so it's, it's a really interesting time to um, be considering your financial goals and be trying to be financially um, independent. But I, I also think to myself, I heard someone say this the other day that we're alive now for a reason. And mm-hmm. the people who are here, like we're here to help other people. And so that's what I'm fo- just focusing on. And again, trying not to get uh, panicky myself yeah. as someone who leans more towards the anxiety level of things. Yeah. And I think there's so much out there. You know, you have people on Instagram that are still posting their perfect pictures and then other people who are talking all about the economy. And I think one of the things that I always, whenever I think about money, it's kind of like math. You know, it's that, that thing that you have those people who are really good at it and money and math go hand in hand. And then there's people who do what they need to do to get through. And they're like, I don't really want to know. (laughs) I don't want to learn it. I don't, you know? And so I think there's this bury your head in the sand type mentality sometimes with money because it's complicated. It's a hot topic sometimes in families. It's a hot topic in marriages. And so you really work with women to um, achieve financial freedom And what does that mean? What does financial freedom mean? What does that look like? Well, it's different for every person. And the thing that I always think is so interesting whenever I start talking with somebody about this, a lot of times we don't think about like, what, what does wealth mean to you? What does financial freedom mean to you? What, like, what, how is that going to show up in your life? And, um, a lot of times I talk with people who they, they finished the, the Dave Ramsey book, number one, right. And they're like, we're debt free. And I'm like, oh, but what are your goals? Like, what do you really want to do? And they kind of, they're like, I don't know. Well, you haven't thought about that. Well, it's really important because your money is not separate from the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important to know what do you want? What's going to make you happy? I mean, and like for me, my version of wealth is going to look different than your version of wealth. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we have to know what that is. And at some, somewhere along the line, we started listening to these financial experts that are giving us, you know, a rule of thumb, which yeah. is great, but especially for our own peace of mind right now, we need to be more involved and know what we really want. So mm-hmm. that when we're having conversations, especially with financial people, we can say, you know what? I don't know if that aligns with what I really want. I don't know if that aligns with my goals. Yeah. So I, I think it's really important to, this is some personal responsibility in terms of our financial piece, but I think it's really important to know that first of all, because then everything else can flow from there. Yeah. And I think one of the things that you said, terms that you use is wealth. And I think this sparks something different in, in people. And maybe it's overgeneralizing, but in women and men, I think there's this 
connotation for women. I don't want to say I want to be wealthy. I don't want to say I want to be rich because then people may think I'm greedy or I just want that money for myself, or I just want fancy cars and jets. When in reality, the more wealth you have, the more financial freedom you have, the more impact you can make. You can choose to give it all away, but if you don't have it, (laughs) you can't do anything with it. So how do you address the differences in views around money that people have that are deep rooted? Yeah, that's, that's a really great question. First of all, I just want to say women, we take care of everybody else around us, whether that is whether you have kids and you're taking care of your kids or you're taking care of an aging parent, or you're just taking care of people in your community, we end up taking care of people in our life. Mm-hmm. And so I've noticed that when women have access to more, we have ability to take care of people on a deeper level, whether that's through your community and your nonprofit or just send your kid to a private school or whatever it is that is going to, um, um, make a bigger impact. So I think that we need to let go of all these preconceived notions that like money is evil, or I hear all the time. I'm like only wealthy people are jerks Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be a jerk if I'm wealthy. Yeah. We can let go of all of that. Yeah. And, um, it can be whatever you want it to be. So if wealthy to you means you're going to have the time to volunteer 20 hours a week and then only work 20 hours a week if you want to, then that's really the gauge that we need to be taking a look at. Those are our standards. But I think that money is kind of like an iceberg, right? Like Mm -hmm. on the top, there's like the amount of money in our bank account and what we do with our money. And then there's all this junk on the bottom. And I think like we have to kind of address the junk, even if you're not going to therapy about this stuff, but we have to address the junk that like, Hey, maybe I have had this belief that, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm going to turn into an awful person if I have a lot of money. Well, you know, that's, that's a fallacy. So the interesting thing with working about money is, um, it's not just numbers. There's so much behind it. And, um, it's important to recognize what the stuff is behind the numbers so that we can really move forward. Mm -hmm. It's really unpacking what's underneath that iceberg. And I think sometimes we don't want to do it because we know it's going to be difficult or there's a headwind in doing that. Or, you know, we might not want to really face up to the fact that maybe we made some decisions that were not favorable or we're contributing to the continued problem. So when you work with your clients and you work with mostly women, right? Right. Yeah. So you work with mostly women. How do you start helping them to get comfortable around the conversation of money? Well, the, the thing is, is that we have to um, decide. Mm-hmm. I think deciding is the number one thing we have to decide. Mm-hmm. Okay. My, my relationship with money is going to be different than it is today. And once yeah. we decide, I feel like, like I've noticed this for myself. Once I decide something, 
make that conscious decision. Maybe I write it down in my journal, whatever it is I do. Um, things sort of shift for me. And because I've already, you know, made this conscious decision that I'm going to decide that things are going to be different. One thing that if I don't have any other impact other than helping women with this one thing, I hope it's this one thing. And that is being comfortable with talking about money mm-hmm. because it's in many ways, I feel like the uber wealthy people, you know, the uber wealthy people, they talk with their kids about money in a different way. And this is something that mm-hmm. I've noticed. They talk with their kids about money in a different way. It's like they pass down the secrets, right? Mm-hmm. And people who maybe are on the lower um, economic scale, what ends up happening is we don't talk with people about money. We're very shameful in relation to our money situation. And um, it's not, oh, we don't want to talk about our money. And it's a di- totally different dynamic. I think if we can start talking about yeah. money in a way that isn't shame or blame or judgment or whatever, that's when we can focus on, okay, learning things. Okay. I didn't know that before. And now I can make a different choice going, um, for going into the future. But I think we need to let go of like all the shame and the blame and all of that and start talking with people about money. And I don't know if you've noticed this. So tell me if, if you have ever had these conversations where even people that you're, you've really close friendships with, when you start to talk about money, people get weird. Like people get really weird and, and, you know, they kind of clam up. And so I've had that. I've had that experience a lot. Have you had that same experience? Yeah. You know, there's this funny friends episode where they're all trying to uh, split the bill at a restaurant. And so when you talk about (laughs) this, this is the example that I think of because even the person who only had salad and water feels weird saying, Hey, I don't want to split the bill because you all had six glasses of wine and right lobster. And I was over here eating lettuce <laughs> and right. people get weird. They don't say anything, but you can see it in their body language, their face. They don't want to say anything. And then other people are like, should we say something about that person who only had salad or do we just go with the flow? And it's really around that money conversation. And I think it comes up so often, but that's the example that I really think about. I don't have a spouse, uh, but some people do. And you have two different people's beliefs around money. And I know how weird that can get. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've been married 13 years and I feel like just now we're really starting to communicate about our money. And I think it also comes down to risk too, like how comfortable people are with risk, because you could be in a relationship with somebody who's like, oh, I have to do a lot of research and play it safe. And another person who's like, I make quick decisions and this is a good investment. And if it's not, then we cut bait. And those two people are going to really butt heads in that conversation around money as well. Absolutely. I mean, risk is one of the things that Um, as when I was doing the investing piece, that's the first thing that you look at is someone's, um, risk and how risky they are, how comfortable they are with risk. And you, you do that. So, you know, you know, as an advisor and they know too, this is one of the reasons I think it's really dangerous when you hear somebody, you know, at the 
water cooler talk about, Hey, I bought ABC stock. You should buy ABC stock. It's a great deal. And it's like, well, maybe it's a great deal for this guy who is really, really risky. But if you buy it, maybe you aren't going to be able to sleep at night. Maybe that's not a good deal for you. Then you'll be mad every time you see that guy at the water cooler. (laughs) Not going to the water cooler right now. He's there. (laughs) So I, I really want to ask the question about right now. I mean, time, we're just coming out of COVID. People are predicting um, a recession, various different degrees of how long that would be. And I think some people are really nervous and scared. Many of our listeners are looking to make a change, either start a business, leave their job, or they're, they just started a business. And so what advice would you give given the current time that we're in for people to plan for maybe what's ahead. Yeah. So let's, so let's define what a recession is first of all. So a recession is two consecutive quarters of negative GDP or gross domestic product growth. Okay. So that's two, two quarters of economy, um, slowing basically. Mm -hmm. So we already had one quarter of that the second quarter has yet to be announced. So people are calling it a recession already, or we may already be in a recession, but we don't have the numbers on the second quarter, but here's, here's what I want um, to tell you and to tell all your listeners is people can still make money in a recession. Mm -hmm. I mean, the thing is opportunities pop up all the time. Yeah. It's important not to freak out when we hear recession because we also for those of us who are old enough to remember like 2008 2009 I remember those years I was working in corporate America and I remember like when big, big layoffs were happening it was a stressful time. Mm-hmm. However, that just because we're in a recession doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that it's going to be doom and gloom for everybody. Yeah. So I think that's the first thing is to know that it doesn't have to be doom and gloom. It's important to know what's going on in the economy though. And if you're someone who's just starting a business, Mm -hmm. I think it's important to understand like where we are in the economic cycle. And for example, let's say they, um, they, the experts, you know, and we get the GDP numbers for this order here. And it shows that that may shift how people are spending their money. Yeah. In a recession, people are generally spending their money on different things. So if you have a product that is like the most fantastic product in the entire (laughs) world, but it's very expensive and it's something that is, is more on the frivolous side, that something that's a want, not a need. Um, you may want to factor that into your business plan, mm-hmm. whereas other things that um, may fall under the need category, they may sell very well. Mm-hmm. So I think that into whatever your business plan is, your projections as you're looking at your sales. Um, and I think we have to have this mindset that we're still going to prosper. We're still going to do well even if there's a recession, because, you know, I yeah. feel like there's this whole like self-fulfilling prophecy thing mm-hmm. here happening with the re- like the recession lingo. I know that you're driven, creative, 
have a brilliant vision and big dreams for yourself. And that's why I'm so wild about you and this community of bold goal crushers. And it's because you have it all going for you. I wanted to send you something super fun that my online business mentor, Amy Porterfield, just released. It's a science-backed success hack to help you nail down your unique vision of success down to the detail and to help you reach that success way faster. And did I mention it's totally free? Like I said, it's fun. So please download Amy's audio guide. And in this guide, Amy will help you take a baseline snapshot of your before, what you have, where you are, and what you experience today. Get crystal clear on your most true to you vision of success so you can confidently work towards what you really want out of life. And create a plan to make your vision a reality down to scaling action items into your calendar. Yep. Amy has helped literally hundreds of thousands of entrepreneurs start online businesses. And she was there when I first launched mine and she's helped them take them from daydreaming to lifestyles. So please know that I trust you in her capable hands when it comes to pinning down where you want to go so that getting there becomes 10 times simpler. So go ahead right now and pause this podcast, jump in the show notes and grab that link and grab Amy's audio guide, pop in your headphones, enjoy 15 peaceful minutes of looking within so you can move forward with confidence because you know I am cheering you on so you can achieve your bold goals. Don't forget to pause the show, jump in the notes, and grab that audio guide link. That being said, I will tell you that. Um, especially since I talk about money all day with people and that can be really stressful for them. And then that gets stressful for me. It's important to have an outlet. So find something that you can do. Like, don't just be up at night, like watching QVC, you know, or whatever you do up in the middle of the night. And I started, um, baking bread from scratch. My first thinking was, okay, I have two boys who eat a ginormous amount of food each day. So if (laughs) rather than going to the store and spending, like, I don't even know how much on a loaf, good loaf of bread, if I can make my own bread, that's going to save me a couple bucks. But what I found is that like, when I wake up in the middle of the night and I can't sleep worried about my clients thinking about things like this, I bake bread. That's what I do. And it gives me something to do. So I think finding an action um, whether it's a hobby or like music or whatever it is that you love to do, I think that's important to use that as an outlet yeah. right now so that we're not just swirling in stress and anxiety. Yeah, I love it. And I think one of the things that I've learned over the years, I lived through 2008, I, and I also worked in higher education. And as soon as that happened, the recession my boss was like, get ready. We're going to be really busy. We're hiring 15% more people. We were like, what? And he's like, when there's a recession, higher education goes through the roof. 
And I think that there's a little different culture at this point where I might, I might still predict that. I don't know if I'm making that official by saying that on this podcast, but I might still predict that. But I think people turn to learning new skills or new things, especially if there's layoffs or they think there's layoffs or they think they need to update their LinkedIn profile. And so I think at this time now, maybe people will turn more to courses or smaller investments that they can make in learning something. So if you are out there and you're in a business where you could provide, you provide a service and you could teach people how to do that, this may be the time for, for that. Because I know when I did work in higher education, that happened every time the economy was bad. And we all of a sudden had all these new students because people really started to think about their jobs in different ways. Uh, their jobby jobs as I, my former coworker used to call them. Um, they would look at it in different ways and say, you know, if I get laid off tomorrow, am I going to apply for the same type of job? And if the answer is no, what skills do I need to get there? So I think it's really an opportunity to take a look, especially for business owners at the products that you're offering. And do you have something that you could roll out that is relatively inexpensive to roll out that may serve a need during this time that may not, may not have been something you were really thinking about until now? Absolutely. I mean, there's still, there's still opportunity, no matter what part of the economic cycle we're in. I think it's a matter of identifying those opportunities and also being flexible. And, you know, I've talked with, I talked with so many people about this very thing. Like one of my clients goes, I have to pivot again. (laughs) I just, I just pivoted. Right. But I'm like, it's important that we're nimble and flexible and identify Mm -hmm. when there are opportunities. And sometimes those opportunities are boring. They're like, it's a boring opportunity, but it gives you cash flow. And let me tell you, I could talk about cash flow all day. I love a good cash flow opportunity. Mm -hmm. So I just think it's important that like, maybe it's a good time to shift our thinking a little bit that we're going to look out for opportunities that, um, maybe we may not have looked at before. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think one of the other things too, with finances is really having an understanding of where you're at. If you don't really know where you're at, you can't chart a course for the future. So I think it's really beneficial right now to take stock in where you're at. Maybe you don't need those six different streaming services anymore because you're not at home or taking a look at your finances. So what are some of the things that you would suggest that clients could do right now to really think about their financial future? Well, I think you just said first one, right? And that is knowing where you stand. And most people don't do this. And, um, I actually didn't do this. This was years ago when I was working for corporate America and my husband and I found that we were broke every month. I was like, where was all of our money going? And we had to follow the money to figure out that our house that was falling apart, that we spent $70,000 in four years on unexpected home repairs. And that's mm-hmm. where all of our money was going. So we, we were wondering like, where's all of our cash? And like, we had good jobs or both working mm-hmm. and corporate type of jobs, but it's important that we actually look at the numbers and look at what mm-hmm. we're spending 
our money on. And you had a, a great point. Do you need all those subscription services? <laughs> right? Like I needed I like needed me, five during COVID, but now I probably don't need five. <laughs> right? I had to go on Amazon the other day and I was like, why are we subscribed to like HBO and Paramount and blah 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 blah? You know, so I had I went in and canceled all of those. Um and I'm sure there are services that can help you cancel more of them. But this is a good opportunity to look at what are your values? Like what's your intention right now in relation to your money? And are you spending money on that intention? Like those goals. So for example, if your goal is I want to buy a house in the next couple of years, maybe you're not out buying new clothes. Like maybe you're not going to the movies. Maybe you could see what like geez, we have so much stuff that's already on Netflix and Amazon prime free. Like we can find something that's interesting to watch at home. So I think it's shifting our thinking a little bit and looking for where we can cut back just a little bit and still enjoy life. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I food the, um, and enjoying ourselves. And so I started to cook at home every day. And that's mm-hmm. where I cut back was I'm not spending money out eating out, but I still probably have gained five pounds because, <laughs> because I'm making really good meals at home. So I would just start to look at where you can cut back. Yeah. And I think one of the things that you shared really resonated is that, sorry, you were spending 70,000 on your house, but it's like the difference between a faucet and flooding the backyard. If you were asked, okay, do you want to spend $70,000 this year on your house? Your answer would be like, no, this is a problem. (laughs) We need to take a look. But that money didn't go out just flooding your backyard where it was totally visible that we spent all this money. It went out a little by little, drip by drip. And so you didn't really notice it. But when you take a step back and look, you flooded your backyard with water in that year. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And this is where I think it can be really super helpful to look at the tools that your bank already has. Um, I have a credit union that I like, and they have a really cool dashboard that categorizes all of my expenses. I don't have to do thing. Mm-hmm. And um, so it, it shows, okay, how much did you spend on groceries, entertainment, and it has all of the categories. So you can see at a glance, yeah. Here's where I spent my money. So I like to leverage technology like that because honestly, nobody wants to look at each one of their expenses. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love technology. Do you, other than your credit union app, do you have any good apps for tracking finances that you suggest? So I am a QuickBooks convert. Okay. Okay. I did not like QuickBooks because I remember QuickBooks like, I don't know, like 15 years ago, I don't know if you had QuickBooks back then, but it was like so cumbersome. And then I, it just wasn't working for me. And what I found now is that, you know, you automatically link your account and then it's like magic. You log in there and it's like, oh, this is how much you spent this month. And I I don't know. I think it's fantastic. So I I think you need to find whatever works for you. Some people are need to see like a pie 
Mm -hmm. of pie chart. Other people need to see it laid out a different way. So whatever works for you, I think you just need to find a tool that's going to help you get more laser focused on your money. So you use QuickBooks for your business and personal? I use QuickBooks for my business. And then my credit union has that cool dashboard thing. So I don't even need to use QuickBooks for personal. Oh, I love it. Awesome. All right. Well, this has been such a great conversation. And I think the biggest thing, the biggest takeaways I have are really getting comfortable with the conversation of money, getting clear and knowing where you're at. And you can't do anything about it till you know where you're at. And then take a deep breath, find a hobby (laughs) Um, because you can't just always focus on money. What would be your closing comments for somebody who really wants to get a handle on their financial picture? For people who are ready to get a handle on their finances. And I think, I really think that should be everybody right now. I think as we're Mm -hmm. like looking at the doom and gloom on the news, which I think we should all turn off (laughs) occasionally. I, I think this is a good opportunity. This is a good opportunity to see what have we been spending our money on? Maybe we want to reprioritize what our finances and what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, just a great opportunity for everybody right now. And um, I think as well that right now we need to be finding our people, our resources. Mm-hmm. And for those uh, people who are looking for a resource, I actually have a community called The Rich Life that oh, we cool. talk twice a month. And I try to keep it light and fun and informative and there's accountability in there as well. And I have a super want people to come and feel inspired. I want people to come and be a part of our community and just get ready to um, take their finances to a next level. Awesome. I love it. So if somebody wanted to work with you, uh, that's the best way to connect is on that community, the rich life. Or how right. would they get in touch? You can go yeah. to um, victoriasexton.com slash rich life to learn about my community, or they can reach out to me, um, victoriasexton.com. And I'm Victoria Financial Coach on all the social media platforms. Oh, perfect. So it's victoriasexton.com, the rich life slash rich life. Okay, perfect. Awesome. And that would be the best way to get in touch with Victoria. If you're looking to get straight financial coaching, which I know that you all like my straight talk. So I'm sure that you'll love working with her because it sounds like she's just going to tell you like it is. So if you're interested in reaching out, please connect with Victoria and Victoria, thank you so much. This was such a great conversation and I think it put my mind at ease and I hope it puts all our listeners mind at ease. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Ah, Have a great day, everyone. And remember, in order to crush your bold goals, you need a plan. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast, where we crush goals and everything that gets in the way. I always love to support my community. So feel free to text the word GOAL to 480-530-5368. Again, 480-530-5368 and the word goal. And then tell me all about your goals and dreams. 
Thanks for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you crush your goals this year.